You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Adult one of us reviewers, adult one of us reviewers, adult one of us reviewers, opinions that are half-baked, critic power, they're the site's most premier review team. Chris Cock leads and TC does machines. It's cool. Chad is cool, but crude. Yeah, it's true. And we all know Mindy's a party dude. <laughs> adult one of us reviewers. Adult one of us reviewers. Adult one of us reviewers. Opinions that are half-baked. Critic power. Wow! Yes! Cowabunga, dude! Radical! Yeah! <laughs> Indeed! Totally tubular! Yeah! Vernacular from the 80s West Coast! <laughs> Kushabuya! Is that the new one? I don't know. <laughs> so, we are here to review Netflix's animated feature, Rise of the TNMT, the movie. Not to be confused with the TV show, which apparently this is the sequel of... And we all know TNMT stands for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! I am just going to say before we begin that when I was a child, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were my shit. (laughs) Okay? This was one of my favorite shows of all time. I have a Mary Sue that is epic. I had the sewer. I had so many action figures. This was my jam. I had two pizza shooters, actually. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> I also had Raphael and Michelangelo Halloween costumes oh, nice. that me and my younger uncle would trade off for like four years. That is amazing. Oh, guys, I, I have a sad confession to make. I wasn't even allowed to play or watch with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that hurts my heart. I had to sneak away to it. I started with the comics. That was the first thing I could find and get my hands on. Was the oh, comics. a lot darker. You went hardcore. <laughs> I don't want you watching them Ninja Turtles. Okay, I'll read them. Oh, yeah, my right? God. <laughs> they are so much more adult. But I will also say that this is an IP that I have not gone back to for a long time. So it was interesting to have my childhood nostalgia be confronted with millennial ideologies and animation and um i don't know hey, i take umbrage with that this is that was gen z ideology and animation i don't know what the terms are anymore <laughs> anyway so before we get too into it would any of you other heroes in a half shell like to say the synopsis of this film 
Okay, so you are familiar as an audience of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They are mutated turtles that have been trained as ninjas by a rat named Splinter. You got Raphael, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, named after the great Renaissance painters and sculptors. They have a friend in April O'Neil who is a reporter. They live in the sewers. They fight the Foot Clan and Shredder and bigger enemies than that, such as Krang and whatnot. You know the basics, and they love pizza. There is also Casey Jones, who does come into play in this film specifically. On the show, Cassandra Jones was a character they created who was a former foot soldier for the Foot Clan who reformed and became a hero. But that's neither here nor there. This movie introduces the Casey Jones proper question mark. (laughs) Premise of the movie is Casey Jones is from a far-flung future where the Krang have taken over. And using mystic ninja force powers, Michelangelo (laughs) and Leonardo send Casey Jones back in time to the day the Krang arrived in order to stop them. Casey Jones comes back and meets our eponymous Ninja Turtles. Now, these are not the Ninja Turtles that you may think you know because Raphael's the leader. Leonardo is the loose cannon. Donatello and Michelangelo are still very much the same. And April O'Neil is this young blogger kind of vlogger youtube she's a college student it looks like a journalism major or something yeah yeah a lot of this is the same but it's very different especially that rafael leonardo changed because Mm -hmm. for decades it has been rafael is rude but crude and he's the strong silent type and leonardo leads what i feel this show has done is crafted a precursor to the ninja turtles we know and love which Mm -hmm. is leo is going to grow into leadership as opposed to just automatically being Cyclops, (laughs) to use an X-Men vernacular. The Krang arrive. There's a screw-up with stopping them from coming there uh, due in part to Leonardo's brash and brazen attitude. And then it's a matter of catching up to their mistakes in order to prevent the Krang from rising up and destroying the world. And therein lies the adventure and pizza. And pizza. There's always pizza. (laughs) Always pizza. I got to tell you, that dynamic switch or that character switch of Raphael and Leo, it bugged me for a little bit until I saw what they were actually doing with it. Same. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue the IP's been around for over 30 years. You know, like you got to mix it up a little bit. I agree. It caught me off guard, too. But what it did is... Raphael is always a fan favorite because he's the rogue. He's Han Solo. He's Jack Sparrow. He's the outsider. I always thought it was Michelangelo was the fan favorite. Uh, I think maybe that could be up for debate. But Leo was always struck me as the goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. And Master Splinter says this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow the rules. I'll rope him into the Cyclops category again where people never gave him enough of a chance because he's the true blue Boy Scout hero. So by making Leonardo this kind of character and Raphael still tough, but fair and more of the older brother, that dynamic switch really works to freshen up and just not be the same old thing. Mm -hmm. I agree. And when you have Ben Schwartz playing Leo, there's no way you couldn't have Leo be a goofball, a bit of a foil, a bit of a rogue, you know? And he's the main character. Leonardo is the main character here and the rest are all supporting him. Yes. 
just getting on to um, voice acting. So it's cool that, you know, all these actors are in the show, too. And maybe it's just because I'm like a big fanboy. Donatello's always been my favorite. Oh, Mine, yeah. too. Mine too. He was a smart one with the machines. Thank <laughs> you for making me Donatello, by the way, Mindy. He's my favorite. I liked the casting choices. Josh Brenner. I love him. I don't really love him as Donatello, and I don't know why. Done something with Donatello to make him hyper nerdy over the years. He was always the brain of the operation, but they've amped up that geek quality. Like, let me tell you more about this. I wear glasses. Like, I feel like they've enhanced it. That is one of the big criticisms that I have of, I assume, the TV show as well. Because, like I said, this is just a sequel to that TV show, Mm -hmm. which is that type of tonal shift. Mm -hmm. Granted, in my mind, I have the cartoon from the 90s, which is a much more adventure-based, classic superhero-type show. And then you have something here. When I was watching with my husband, he goes, it got the Teen Titans treatment. Yes, Mm. a thousand percent is what I compared it to as well. This feels like Teen Titans Go, not the chibi version. Yeah, so it's like you have, you know, a show that is very beloved because it is a very... I don't want to say serious, but serious action adventure. And then they went and changed the animation style for one. And then also made it much more goofy and much more just kind of off kilter in a way that feels forced. And that was unnecessary for me. Mm -hmm. It's just like, why are you taking these characters? Like, why did they need magic powers? There's no reason for they're ninjas. That's an interesting take. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting take, but it's just like it's uh, maybe it's explained in the show, but I don't think it is. It's like why do you have magic powers? Why can't you just be heroes? Why do you have to add all these colloquialisms? Why do you have to make them fun and hip? It's just like just let them be heroes. There's only been two seasons of the reboot, and I think it happens at the end of the second season. So I found that weird too. I'm like, oh, they have superpowers now, but. Honestly, guys, and I'm not saying this as a fanboy, like if you pull yourself back and just try to be that young kid that just liked Turtles beating up Foot Clan and using melee weapons instead of guns, you know, like I kind of enjoyed this movie. Not like it's great or, you know, like it deserves all the accolades. I didn't mind that the animation is different because honestly, 30 years Animation has changed so many different ways. And I didn't mind that it was different. I minded that it was kind of ugly. Oh, see, I didn't I, find it that way. I'm going to disagree. That opening shot with the picture, I was just like, ugh. I thought it was cool. This animation is so kinetic. Yeah. so fast, and it doesn't feel yeah, like replica. so was Into the Spider-Verse, and that was beautiful. This is not. Well, this doesn't have a $200 million budget like Into the Spider-Verse has, but Fair. it does have the kinetic energy of Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, and okay. it's 2D. I love that this is 2D. It feels alive, and it moves, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it's trying to replicate anime. That is true. It does replicate anime in its kinetic energy but it doesn't feel like a crappy americanized version of anime it has its own feel to it i thought the animation looked great i loved the action this is not a dull film there's very little fluff in here they get to one action set piece after another i take your point mindy that this isn't going to appeal to like very clearly i love the 90s version don't give me another version Because there have been other versions since that 90s one that have gone over pretty poorly as well. But as someone who didn't grow up a fan, I wasn't allowed to be, and I only got a chance to like it 
here and there and being a huge, huge fan of 2D animation. I thought this was a lot of fun. And I'm glad we disagree. <laughs> well, of course. I don't have to convince you to like it. I'm not trying to convince you to like it, and I don't expect you to convince me. I just want to say for my taste, the the speed and the energy and the life of this really, really was a lot of fun. This is the best version of the Turtles where they've actually made them look more individual, distinctive. I will say that they definitely made them distinct. I mean, one of the things is that they made Donatello a soft shell turtle. Yeah. You know, so I did appreciate the fact that they are very distinct turtles. That That is true. I think the OG comic books were black and white and yes. they all wore the same color and blah, blah, blah. Well, they're all somebody's aquarium that Daredevil's ooze got onto. <laughs> it's true. That's canon, by the way. Daredevil yes. and Ninja Turtles are in the same universe. Nerd. Where I will criticize this movie is also where I complimented it. This is a story about Leonardo and Casey Jones. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is just supporting them. Very and maybe true. the show goes into giving the other people the spotlight from time to time. But Donatello, Michelangelo, while they have April some... April O'Neil. April. While they have some fun set pieces, this is strictly a story about Leonardo. Yes. And I feel like that's going to also bump up against fans of, say, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael. I don't know. I don't think that's as bad. A, I, I mean, it's a valid criticism. But I'm thinking back to like the OG movies, even like that first one was basically was Raphael story. Yeah, mm -hmm. Raphael and Leonardo's like button heads not agreeing with each other. And it, yeah, it was mostly a Raph story. But I don't think it's that's... just if you're looking for an ensemble piece, it's here. But it very is specifically focused on this new version of Leonardo. Yeah, it's like when you have a group and you only focus on one person in the group, the other people are neglected. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's not a huge criticism because coming in from the script perspective of it, looking at it from the ground up, this follows a lot of fun beats of a action adventure superhero type movie, sci-fi. It checks off the boxes nicely of getting through this story coherently. It finds some nice fun twists and turns along the way. And I feel like there's a lot to enjoy here if you can set aside – the nostalgia, which, Mindy, you were faced with in watching this, and I yes. completely understand you. Yes, and I know I have been in this review being like, okay, how do I separate that? And it's very hard. But one of the things I will say about it is the kinetic energy absolutely makes things move forward very easily. That's not quite the term I use, but, you know, it's very pass-paced, and therefore the action moves along. But in turn, that also created some pretty jarring tonal shifts for me. Because, you know, like I said, it got the Teen Titans treatment of all these, you know, kooky jokes and like, you know, wacky, really over-the-top characterizations. And then it has some really pretty extreme body horror, like right yeah. after it. And it's like, holy <laughs> yeah. crap. And it's just like, wow, that is a very jarring transition right there that I was not expecting. And it's just like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then it goes right back to jokes about like, pizza or something it's yeah. like, well, can we go back to the whole being infected by an alien being and it transforms and mutates your body can we get back to that for a minute you're just talking about all the stuff i loved about it like the cheeminess <laughs> of the characters i love that type of humor now and i'm an older millennial so am i but like i don't know i love that shit they break the fourth wall a lot they're very self-aware i love that shit it's so much fun i could never go back now and watch the original show 
because it would be too slow. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the old show still has like a nostalgic hold on a lot of us, but I feel like I have the foresight to know that I could probably go Don't back put and put yourself through. <laughs> yeah. Not to be a dick, but like the <laughs> things that we love that we hold dear sometimes aren't as good as we think they are. And opening yourself up to new ideas and experiences is what life is all about. Mm-hmm. That's why they make new Ninja Turtle movies for us to talk about. And maybe not even for us, to tell you the truth. Very true. And that's the thing, too. We're not the audience. Just like I'm no longer the key demographic in a Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's not for me, but I still like watching it. (laughs) And on that note, how about we get into our final thoughts on the matter? TC, go ahead. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. And I didn't come in with a lot of expectations because the Ninja Turtles has never meant a whole lot to me. I love Donatello. I like that first movie a lot. I even rewatched it in the past like five years and it still holds up pretty nicely. I've never even watched the cartoon, so I have no place of reference there. I did like the comics and I understand the import of this IP. It's great to see it refreshed. It's great to see them inject some new life into it. And yeah, it's not going to appeal to the older generation of fans because it is jacked it up on the adrenaline of an ADD generation of TikTokers. So there are those tonal shifts. There's jokes here and then action here and then something serious here. But I feel like it blended all together really, really well. I watched this twice. I did. I don't normally do that. But after I'd finished it and I was working, I threw it on a second time and just had it on the background because every now and then I could look up and see some really excellent dynamic 2D animation action sequences. So being a nerd for that, this really, really appealed to me. And I can understand where Mindy's coming from, where some other fans might be coming from in disliking this. But for me, this was a lot of fun, and I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 Pockets Escape Pods. (laughs) What about you, Donnie Chad? So two things. I had a VHS tape of the first five episodes of the first season that I ran through, and you know, at a certain point, I couldn't even watch it anymore. I also had the same thing, but it was, you know, the book version, the audiobook version. <laughs> and I lost the book, but I had that tape. And for years, I would just listen to both sides and it would just be the audio description of those first five episodes. <laughs> and I had so many figures. Again, the, and TC said it too, and we all agree like, this isn't for me. But I always enjoyed the art of animation, and I like the IP of Ninja Turtles. What's not to like about four mutant turtles who live in a sewer and eat pizza and kick ass? Like, sign me up. (laughs) I've got really nothing bad to say about it. Like, I'm sure I could have really more nitpicky criticisms, but I really enjoyed it. And that's very rare for me signing up for a movie from reviewing on this channel. Not to copy TC, but yeah, I'll give this eight out of 10 pizza tower walks. (laughs) There we go. Well, as I said, going into this, I already knew it's like I have a big old block of nostalgia. You know, you have a VHS of like five episodes. I have the entire series in a case that looks like their van on my DVD shelf. Nice. These are very beloved characters to me. And I knew going in, it's like, 
that is a block that I'm going to have. And I know that a lot of the more adult people watching it, they're also going to have that block. Mm-hmm. And it took a while to start getting past that block. And I think part of that is, you know, what you were saying, TC, about the kinetic energy of it. As the story goes through, while it is very fast, it doesn't feel like the story beats are rushed. It doesn't feel like anything gets neglected in regards to the storytelling in and of itself, which the fact that it is that kinetic is something to be said. I'm sorry. I didn't like the animation. I thought it was too <laughs> jarring. I'm a fa- I did- I, you better apologize to me. How dare you? Where do you get I'm going to fly to Austin. Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Keep I'm, going. Keep going. Ah, it's just, I mean, it matched the kind of things that I found jarring about it and that it was just like, this is extreme and also here's a beat and here's another extreme beat that is just going to be shoved in your face and like, okay, 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 back, 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 back up a little bit. Give me some space. We're in a pandemic, six feet. Uh, so yeah, that was my main complaint of it, which is by its very nature of being up to 11, there were parts of it that were very jarring in regards to like i said the transitions between funny haha jokes to a really disgusting body horror for a cartoon and you know again the animation style but all in all i mean it is essentially pg7 so if you're a seven-year-old i can definitely see being enthralled by the adventures of the turtles i didn't mind that the focus was just on leonardo i wish casey was a little less of a sycophant because I know him as the buff hockey mask wearing badass. But, you know, according to this story, that's not his story. And all in all, it is pretty solid despite the me as a little 80s and 90s girl going, where is April's jumpsuit? Uh, (laughs) So... While I do have criticisms based on my own nostalgia, I absolutely can see its merit. So I am going to give it 7 out of 10 aliens that look like the ones from The Simpsons. Every time I saw them, I kept thinking of like The Simpsons Halloween special. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's a board with a nail in it. So (laughs) just like, just go after them with a board with a nail in it and you'll be safe. Uh, The Krang, there's three bad guys in this. And they got the big mouthy leader and the very bloodthirsty female counterpart. Mm -hmm. And then the quiet third who was left behind, who's obviously being set up to be the Krang we all know because he's the smallest and close to the original. But it dawned on me as I'm about halfway through it and go, hey, these are the three bad guys from Superman 2. Yep. <laughs> this is Zod, Ursa, and Nan. Yep. <laughs> that is one thing, too. I did not like the fact that they set up a Chekhov's gun for those aliens only to not use it. They, like, used it for, like, two seconds and then were like, we're done with this. It's like, wait, yeah. you have a... Okay, you're just gonna... Okay. Whatever, April. What do you want from them? What do you want from them? They're teenagers. 